Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Chris, coming at you with another episode to the Beautiful Struggle Podcast. And if this is your first time tuning into the Beautiful Struggle Podcast, welcome to the family. Welcome to the community. We drop a new episode every single Monday of the week. And this podcast is a personal development and business podcast. So if that sounds like something that's interesting to you, please feel free to subscribe, like, and share this episode with one other person that needs to hear this podcast. All right, let's get into today's episode. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode to the Beautiful Shuggle Podcast. And this is episode number 108. And I'm super excited for today's episode because um, this one's going to be a little bit different than usual. The guest that we have on today, he was actually a guest on episode number 70. And I'm not going to lie, I'm not saying this just because he's here. That was honestly one of my favorite episodes I've ever recorded to this date. No cap. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um, I've got a lot of good feedback from other people out there about that episode as well. So um, when I got off the call on that episode, I was like, man, part two was mandatory. It's mandatory that we get a part two in. Um, So here we are, part two um to to the uh, episode 70 and a little bit about my guest uh he is a public speaking speaking coach communication and mindset strategist he's also an author um and look if if you want to know more information about him you want to know more about his story and what he does stop this episode stop this podcast and go scroll all the way down to episode number 70 i'm telling you you're not going to want to miss it very potent conversation um We dived into a lot of deep stuff. So definitely pause this one, go back, listen to part one, and then come back, listen to this one. Um, Welcome back, my big bro, Ruzan. How are you doing, bro? Yo, what's going on, podcast family? Just wanted to jump on here real quick. And man, let you guys know about something I forgot to bring up. I don't know how I forgot to bring it up, but literally, I want to say a week before Ruzan and I recorded our podcast, he received his doctorate degree, uh, which is incredible um it's something that obviously not many people do and i wanted to put some respect on his name and address him correctly by dr ruzan dozer Um, i know he's probably listening to this right now and he's like man you didn't have to do all that he's super humble but not to me it means a lot because i've never met anybody in my life that has achieved this level of education Um, and you're surely creating the pathway for the next generation man and i'm looking at your 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 instagram post right now and it's crazy because it says in march of 2006 i was informed i had a cumulative gpa of 1.9 in high school for someone to come from a 1.9 gpa um, in high school to a doctorate degree is absolutely incredible and it shows the resiliency that you and your wife and your family has um, huge shout out to you i wanted to put some respect on your name Dr. Ruzan Dozer. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Bro, I, I'm I'm lovely, man. Let me tell you what, bro. You need to stop with the intros. I'm over here listening. I'm like, bro, oh, I don't want my man to set the bar too high, man. The expectation, no. you know what I mean? You, you're really setting it high. But listen, it, it's easy to have a potent conversation with someone who interviews like you, bro. And I mm. said it to you on episode 70, and I say it to you now because I've watched the growth. I've watched you not only just get better, I've watched you just continue to master your crap. And it's mm. been beautiful to see, man. So you, it's easy to open up and have natural vibes, man, with somebody like you. So keep doing what you're doing, bro. You're blessing the world. 
Man, I appreciate it. So here we go. Here, here we go already. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it's crazy, bro. Uh, we recorded that episode almost one year ago. I was looking back when we recorded it. It was January 5th, 2021. So oh almost, a, almost a whole year, almost a whole year ago. Yeah. That's crazy to think that it's almost yeah. been a year because I promise it doesn't feel like it's been that long, Chris. Like it feels like it's been a few months, but then, yeah. you know, as you say that, and I think I'm like, bro, there hasn't been a lot of moves being made on both sides. And I mm. guess it has been a year, but bro, it's, it's crazy what you can get done in a short amount of time when you actually put in the work. Man, it is absolutely crazy. And you know, by the time this episode comes out, I, I don't, I don't want to say it's going to be January 5th, but it's going to be mid-December so it's going to be almost wow. a year when you guys listen to this episode which is it's crazy it's pretty crazy but um man I usually on this episode or on this podcast you know we go into our guests story and their background and whatnot and like I said you already went into your story and your background go check out episode number 70 I want to take it a different different way today um you know recently I just picked up this book called winning by Tim Grover you know what I'm saying? If you guys have not checked out this book, it's a, it's an amazing book. I'm about halfway through with it. Um, and Tim Grover, for you guys that don't know who he is, he is Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, um, Dwayne Wade, and some other great athletes trainer back in the day. He was a, a phenomenal trainer, right? Um, so I posted this book on Instagram. I always try to like show off what books I'm reading at the moment. And Ruzan hit me back and he was like, yo, that book is fire. He said it was top three books that he's ever read. Yeah. He's got, if you look behind him, he's got a bunch of different books back there. And uh, man, I'm curious, in your opinion, what makes this book top three in your opinion? You know, I want to pull um, some information from here, kind of kind of squeeze out some, some good stuff from here, um, just a little bit. But what makes it top three in your opinion? Man, and... Okay. I mean, top three is a stretch, right? but I did say top three to you. But as I'm thinking, this is why I liked it. This is why I thought it was top three, because his mm -hmm. first book, Relentless, mm -hmm. was phenomenal. And mm -hmm. typically when an author puts out a book of that quality, they don't follow it up with a banger. Typically mm -hmm. it's like, oh man, you know, it was okay, but nothing compared to the first one. I was impressed with how Tim Grover was able to go deeper on the practicality of what it takes to be a champion. It wasn't just theory, like theoretically a champion does this. He was so practical. He gives you 13 ways, right? The, the Inside the mindset of champions, as you mentioned, Chris, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Dwayne Wade, so on and so forth. He points to people like Tom Brady and LeBron. And so he did that in such a way that it was it profoundly impacted me. But not only that, he made it applicable to business. And so mm -hmm. that's why I thought it was incredible because each one of those principles he gives you applies directly to life and business. And so there's mm -hmm. a couple of things I took out of that book that I'm literally focusing on right now in my life and business. And mm -hmm. so what makes it a top three book, in my opinion, and, and again, you know, it, it can be argued because there are some great books that right, have been right. written over the, over the years. But that particular book over the last decade, I don't know if much is messing with it and because it's so practical and applicable. So again, I, Chris and I are sponsored for, mm. for my man's book, but if yeah, you have yeah. not read it, man, it would serve you. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's, you know, I always love reading about greats in the mindset. Like I'm, I'm mm. constantly, I think I've, we've talked about this. I'm constantly studying the greats and seeing what they do. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. I want to know how they think. And this book dives into um, like one of the things he said in the book that like blew me away. It's just, I never thought about it like this. 
he was like, a lot of people ask me, what's the difference between Kobe and MJ? And a lot of people would say, oh, they're, they're similar in a lot of ways. And probably they are. But he said there's a lot of differences. Yeah. And one of the differences, he said, um, Kobe basically wanted to outwork everybody. And MJ was the one that wanted to outsmart everybody. You know, MJ was, um, he would think smarter. Kobe would work harder. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I just thought that just things like that was just super interesting. And it honestly, bro, like when I read this, I almost like, it just might sound weird, but I like salivate and I'm like, get hungry. I'm like, damn, this yeah. is, it's so potent, man. Go well, that's ahead. because Chris, that's because you're a high level thinker and that's because mm -hmm. you're a go-getter. It's crazy. There has been some people who have read the first book, his first book I recommended, Relentless. They were like, oh man, that's kind of like intense. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the difference. For some people are going to salivate and get hungry and be encouraged mm -hmm. and inspired because you're like, uh-oh, bro, don't give me, don't give me the blueprint of greatness yeah. and think I'm just yeah. going to sit here while other people, it actually intimidates them that someone can be as relentless and focused as a Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan. And so you just happen to be in the category of a killer or somebody's mm -hmm. going to take this information and apply it to your life and podcast and marriage where yeah. some other people might be like, oh, I don't want that's intense. Well, winning is intense. What do you, what do you say? Mm. Winning is everything. Right. Mm. And it mm. is. It's everything. It's everything. So I'm curious, man, what are some of the maybe a few points that you pulled out of this book that you're currently applying to your life? I'll start with what I just ended with. Winning mm. is everything. Right. Mm. When, they, when they were asking these athletes, these champions, like, what is winning? What does it mean? And Kobe Bryant said, oh, it's it's everything. It encompasses everything. Sacrifice. It encompasses um, giving things up. It encompasses hard work, pain, all of that joy. It is everything. And so for the longest time, I define winning as success, the ultimate success. And it's like, no, bro, winning is the pain. It's mm. the pain that prepared you for the platform in which you hoist the trophy upon. Winning is the winning the tears that went down your wife's face when y'all didn't have money to pay the bills. Winning mm. is the, the joy that you felt when you had the first little win, the first client that you got. Winning is everything. And so now after reading that book, my perspective on winning has changed. Winning is actually connecting with you right now. Winning is going to the gym to keep my body and mind right. Winning is everything. And so yeah. I, I, I adopted that because when I talk to people, they think that they're losing when they're actually winning. The losses is mm. actually the lessons that's going to prepare you for the platform. And so winning is everything. That was one of, and it's, that's at the very beginning of the book. And that really opened me up to being able to receive the rest of the book and the concept of urgency in the book. Mm kind of how champions don't, they're not waiting for anything, right? It's, it's, it's an urgent thing. As he said that winning is a dance, right? Like winning doesn't mm -hmm. stay with you for long. It's a constant pursuit. Like the, the top of one mountain is actually the beginning of the next one. Mm -hmm. And it's this urgency that these champions have, right? They, tomorrow's not promised. They work with every single thing they have every single day. And I'll have to be real. I, I consider myself somebody that works hard. But mm -hmm. I found that, man, there were some times where maybe I took an extra day off that I didn't need to. Like, I was already mm -hmm. rested. I just tricked off some time. And I'm like, bro, a champion never tricks off time because a champion recognizes the power of now. Mm -hmm. No opportunity wasted. Now, mm -hmm. no opportunity wasted. And so, to me, ever since reading that, I'm like, bro, no opportunity wasted. An opportunity wasted, to me, is just me not appreciating the opportunity I'm getting to live and the opportunity I'm getting to leave a legacy. And so those are the two biggest things that winning is everything and no opportunity wasted or just the urgency in which these these high level achievers have, man.
Mm. So I want to pull out like two different quotes from the book just real quick. And I'd love to he hear your thoughts and opinions about oh, it. Oh, man, for the, sure. The, the first one, uh, for both MJ and Kobe, it all came down to a relentless belief in what they did. Now, mm. uh, before you go, you go in on that, you know, something that I've been um, studying and noticing a lot from different high level entrepreneurs lately is, like I'm sitting down listening to these people or I'm going to these conferences and I'm listening to listening to their story and whatnot. And I'm like, bro, the biggest difference between the guy on the stage or the guy I'm in or the lady I'm interviewing is their belief in themselves. That's sure. it. That that's the that's the biggest difference right there is right. the belief that they have in themselves. If mm -hmm. I can get to that point or we can get to that point where we believe in ourselves so much, no matter what we go through. Uh, we can accomplish, you know, any mountain that we want to achieve, then it, 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 it's, it's possible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's first and foremost, man. Like I, I under my bomber and sweatshirt, I have cold chills. <laughs> like mm. I have cold chills because people like I, I said to a young man, I was, I did a keynote at a university and a young man came up and he was asking me questions. He said, you know, I've done this and I've gotten this skill set and I've done this and I'm working and he's acquiring all these skills. And I said, Hey, bro, do you believe that you can do this though? Mm. And he was like, ah, I said, you hesitated. You don't believe it. I said, what good is skill set without belief? Because belief is the bridge that's, that's taking you to your dreams. Like it's the belief. Most people they trick off time and thinking, oh, I just need the skills. No, you need radical belief. Mm. And what I realized in my own life, Chris, belief actually becomes a blindfold. And don't belief becomes a blindfold. But here's the crazy thing, because sometimes you need a blindfold. Sometimes mm. what you see in your mind is not what you see in reality. And mm. if you don't see it in reality, you can be tempted to stop. But with this belief creates a blindfold. That's why scripture says, walk by faith, not by sight. I don't even need to see in reality if I mm. see in my mind. And what Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant had was this ability to not need to see the championship in front of them right now. They didn't need to see it. They saw it with their eyes closed. And mm. the cool thing about that is each one of them was able to inspire people around them, not necessarily because they were gifted and skilled. We know they were the best in the league, but because they were gifted in their imagination. And their imagination mm -hmm. was what brought forth the manifestation of the thing that they saw in the first place, right? So what you see is eventually what you will see. And it's the belief that is the bridge. So yeah, man, like when mm -hmm. we talked on episode 70, bro, I, like you believe, like that's crazy. You believe that you're Lewis House. You believe that you're one of the top podcast guys where I can tell. And your mm -hmm. belief is the fuel for what's carrying you on your journey. Most mm -hmm. people, they say they want, they want this. No, you covet that. You're not willing to do the work. So here's the thing. The scripture says that the, a person that covets, covet it means that you desire something without the ability to put in the work to get it. And so mm -hmm. because you believe and you see it, it actually makes it easier for you to pursue it. And so, man, when I, and again, like when I see the clips of Michael and, and Kobe and I'm reading this book, like you, I get excited because I'm I want that right there. Mm. And there's things in my life that I see right now that nobody around me sees, but that's okay. The belief has created my blindfold and I'm walking toward the things that God has for me. And what's mm. cool about it is the people that doubt me now will be the ones that are asking me for a ride later, right? Mm. And it's cool. So, and and what be ultimately what belief does for me is sometimes you need to change someone's reality before you can change their mind. And when you believe enough in yourself, you'll end up changing somebody's reality and ultimately their mindset is shift. So yeah, that belief component, bro, it's just incredible. Yeah, incredible. Everything, everything. 
um, okay, the, the second quote, um, what is it? It says, if you think the cost is too high, wait until you get the bill for doing nothing. Bro, I swear to you, bro. That mm. quote evoked, hold, hold on, hold on. That quote evoked so much emotion, I almost threw this book out the window, bro. I was just about to say, <laughs> that right there is worth the price of admission, Chris. Like, if you mm. don't get anything else from that book, if you get that right there, that'll change everything for you. Mm. Because, mm. Mm, mm, mm. Well, bro, can I go? Can I sound go, off? Go, because go. that right there, <laughs> what, if you're afraid to pay the price, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you either way in life, right? The pain of discipline or the pain of regret. Which one do you want? And I'm looking around and I'm seeing people who are regretful because they were unwilling to pay the price. Like most people, Chris, are worried about what it costs. Mm. I'm worried about what it's going to cost me not to have the thing that I need. Mm. And so I don't care. People, oh, yo, that's a $5,000 mastermind for one day in Miami. You know how much that could, you know what you could do with five bands? I said, bro, I'm scared to death. I was given the opportunity to go. If I don't go, it could cost me my progress. I could be in the same place a year from now. It could cost mm. me 10. I'm going because I'm not worried about paying the price. I'm worried about the regret that comes with if I don't pay the price. Mm. And so that's what he was saying. Most people want to be Tom Brady. But anybody could want to be Tom Brady. But do you know what this man has paid to be Tom Brady? Do you know what Kobe Bryant paid to be Kobe Bryant? Do you know what LeBron James paid? And so I look at that and I'm like, yo, I'm not necessarily coveting the things that they have. I want the tenacity, the ability to battle through. I want to be willing to pay the price against all costs, right? And when Tim Grover said that, that was one of the most powerful lines in the book. Wait until you get the bill, right? Because the bill is coming. It's regardless, pay the price and get the results that you want. And so again, it's simple. It's just another, that's a fancy quote for saying delay and pleasure. The ability to build, the ability to wake up and do it and be not being necessarily connected to the immediate results, mm. being able to pay the price, understanding that, look, I'm sowing a seed and I don't necessarily know when this harvest will spring forth. All I know is that it will spring forth. And there's a lot of people that will sow a seed for a month, two months, a year or two years. But when they don't see the corn sprout above the ground, they stop. And unlike, you know, bamboo, bamboo, man, six, seven months you know, 12 months before bamboo sprouts, then it grows 90 feet in, in a mm. week. But you got to water it before you can see it. And that's what I hear when Tim Grover said that. I said, bro, paying the price? Like, yeah, like you, I was actually listening to the audio book. I was in the gym. I had to go home. It was too mm. much. Like that that line right there was too much. It was just too much, bro. That's crazy. And that reminds me of a quote. Um, it says, it says it goes something like, don't be in love with the plan. Be in love with the mission. Because the plan, it's it's always gonna change. It's, it's damn near never gonna go to plan. It's never gonna go the way you think it's gonna go. But mm -hmm. be in love with the mission. You know what I'm saying? The ultimate goal. Kobe, Michael Jordan, LeBron. The mission was championship, multiple championship. Come on. It may, you know, for Kobe, I'm sure it didn't go the way he wanted it to go. Come on. But that was what's the mission. But you, you know what's crazy, man? I, I strained my hamstring bad uh probably three months into playing of all things playing basketball strain my hamstring hurt my knee and it's crazy the reason i strain my hamstring and hurt my knee is because i'm not flexible at mm. all i don't i don't stretch on a regular basis i lift weights but i don't stretch and not being flexible can have you breaking things and straining things hence the whole pandemic 
You have companies mm-hmm. that were killing it when everything was going according to plan. But the mm-hmm. second the pandemic came and you saw who could really pivot and really get to the next level. Why? Because they were committed to the mission and not the plan. Some people are only as good as the plan. And that's cool when things are going as planned. But the second something comes up, they can't keep up with somebody like you. Why? Because your mission is to influence the world. However, that has to happen. It has to happen. And you can move and you can make adjustments. But, bro, like you said, those champions are always committed to their mission over the plan. Plan's going to change. The mission has to remain the same. Mm, love that. Love that. So, um, yeah, you guys definitely want to check out this book called Winning by Tim Grover. Definitely check it out. Just wanted to squeeze out a couple different quotes from that book. Um, want to transition a little bit and, and park it here for a little bit and talk about how our feelings will get us in trouble, right? How we feel uh, will get us in trouble sometimes, right? And I want to uh, give a huge shout out to my wife. She might be in the kitchen right now listening, but she's been she's been killing it. She's been going to the gym every single day. Um, six o'clock in the morning mm. been going every single day and just just killing it right and she told me i had a i'm not gonna lie she thinks emotionally she thinks what her based on her feelings of what she wants to do and she told me like yo i just had to take my feelings out of it and you know what i'm saying get myself up and go to the gym and you know huge shout out to her for making that realization but oftentimes in our life we 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 make decisions based on our feelings because we, we want to do it or we don't want to do it. And we spoke about, we probably spoke about this before, but I wanted to bring it up how it can get you in trouble, right? Uh, another quote that I heard one time, it says, feelings will take you further than you want to go and will keep you a lot longer than you want to stay. And yeah. now you can apply that and you could whatever in your aspect of your life, but your feeling could get you in trouble. Talk about that, bro. Well, I... <laughs> First and foremost, shout out to to your wifey doing her thing. Mm. And also shout out to you as a leader. I see you in there with her, man. Mm-hmm. And you're setting the pace again. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we can say what we want to say, but as a man, when you lead, people follow. And yeah, so and I'm like, not not to cut you off real quick. Um, because I usually hit I'm like, I usually hit the gym around like noon. That's like my time where I go. Um, but she's like, Can you start going with me? Mm. Or she she asked me one time, she's like, Can you just get up and go with me? I'm like, Absolutely. And just been going with her ever since. And she's like, what if there's a day where you don't want to go? And I'm like, to be honest, as, as a man, I, and like my ego, I couldn't let you get out of bed to go get that work in. And I can't be laying in bed sleeping. There, there's no way I can. Nah. It's not nah. going to come to that point. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love it. And but here's the thing, though. I see that playing out, man. I see you on the gym together. So tipping mm-hmm. my cap to you. And you talk about how your feelings can get you in trouble. You know, it's crazy. Like. <sighs> People say at all, I'm a grinder, I'm gonna work hard regardless. No, they're really only as efficient as their feelings, mm-hmm. right? And so they allow their their mood to determine their moves. And going back to Tim Grover's book, man, the one common denominator amongst every high-level performer, whether it was a female or a male, was it's non listen, it's non-negotiable. The work that they need to put in is non-negotiable and your feelings get you in trouble because your feelings are meant to have you slow down. Right. And there's nothing wrong with slowing down from, from time to time, but your feelings can have you frozen. Right. I'm going through something right now. You have to be able to flip a switch. And so something I've done, because I'll be real with you, people in my life, they operate based on how they feel and they operate based on how they feel. So I can't I can only trust them if they feel OK. 
And I need to be surrounded by people who are going to do what they said they were going to do long after the feeling that they have when they said it's gone. That's mm. discipline. I need to be around disciplined people, not emotional people. The, the sign behind me, Muhammad Ali, it says move with strategy, not emotion. Why? Mm. Because emotion will negatively impact your emotion. And so when you move strategically, you're moving in the direction of where you want to go most efficiently. And so what I've done, Chris, is no joke, man. I've, I, I have a contract with myself. It's crazy. Like when you buy a whip or you buy a house or you buy something that requires a contract, you honor that contract. Regardless, mm -hmm. like when my mortgage is due, boom, the bill hits. It doesn't care if I have COVID. It doesn't, bro, it doesn't care if I had a bad day. They say you, Wells Fargo says you owe me bread, bro. Pay it. Mm -hmm. And I don't even ever think, oh, I'm sick. I always send them the check. Why? I have a contract. So this, the, my mindset shifted when I said, hold on, I wrote contracts with everybody else. Why don't I sign one with myself? Non-negotiables. I got things I do every single day that's non-negotiable. I don't care how I feel. And what happens is your feelings become a slave to you. And you, mm. and most people, they're a slave to their feelings. Oh man, I was going to do it because operating in your feelings, you start making excuses. You operate in excuses long enough, it becomes a habit. Once it becomes a habit long enough, you've now shifted your subconscious mind to thinking you're a person that can only perform when you feel good. And so mm. I don't want to be around emotional people. I want to be around disciplined people that are strategic. And so they'll get you in trouble. And, and here's the thing. They won't necessarily get you in trouble. You're not going to jail for being in your right, feelings. Right, right, right. But here's the thing. Emotionally, spiritually, financially, you could be in prison. Right. You won't be living in freedom. There's things that you won't be able to live freely doing if it's based on your feelings. Right. And so you will be in emotional, spiritual, financial jail. So what I, I, I what I recommend to you is get to a point where you don't let a lot of way you feel to affect the way you flow. I know I said that on episode 70, but it's a game changer. And that's mm -hmm. why Chris is on episode 108 right now. That's why he's going to be on episode 1108. Why? Mm -hmm. Because it's his feelings have nothing to do with his mission. Your mission mm. has to be stronger than your feelings. And for most people, you don't know your mission or your mission is just not stronger than your feelings. But when your mission becomes stronger than your feelings, you'll go to that next level. Make a contract with yourself. Mm, love that. So um, you mentioned knowing your mission. You know, how, how can people take some steps to get to the point where they know their mission in life? I know that's something that's talked about a lot, finding your purpose. What are some things that I can do to find my purpose? How can people get to that point where they can find their mission and then write that contract with themselves? Mm, 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 you're talking heavy, man. Look, I'll I, I look at it like this. Mm -hmm. What pisses you off? What bothers mm. you? And most people, I don't know what it is. What? No, I, it's a catch 22 because I said, don't be emotional. But if something hits you and moves you emotionally, I, I challenge you to, to ask yourself what that is, right? Because when, if something fuels you emotionally, chances are that's something you care about. That's a spiritual thing, right? And when you find out, you know, this bothers me, this area of opportunity bothers me, I want you to identify the problem, right? So if something moves you emotionally, then study it and identify what's the problem? What's the problem? And then is my gift, talent, and ability something that I can bring forth a solution to that problem? Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, right? Your gift is something that comes easy to you that's hard for other people. And so it's, it's not about looking on Instagram and seeing someone doing something that you think you want to do. Oh, man, Chris got a dope podcast. That's what I want to do. No, 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 hold on a second. Is that your mm -hmm. mission? It might not even be your mission. This is what he's called to do. You got to ask yourself, what is what is the thing that fuels me, moves me emotionally? OK, what's the problem in that industry? And then how does my gift 
create a solution, right? So that I can help remove people from pain into pleasure. And that's ultimately what it's all about. I know for me, it's speaking. That's something that comes easy to me. That's hard for a lot of people. A lot of people don't want to stand on a platform and speak. They don't want to coach. They don't, that comes easy to me. So I found the issue. I said, oh man, there's people, high-level entrepreneurs, high-level business people, high-level leaders who struggle with speaking. Man, let me use my gifts and talents to help remove them from pain so that they can communicate with more confidence and clarity. Uh, now, that's not just something I do. It's something I am. It's my mission. I'm not, I'm not even separate from that. I am a person. I am a keynote speaker. I am a keynote coach. It's, it's to the point where your mission becomes part of you. Chris doesn't just have a podcast. He is podcasting. And so that is your mission. And when you do that, now you sit down with your non-negotiables and you say, there's nothing that can keep me from me. Hence, there's nothing that can keep me from being the keynote speaker. And I refuse to allow it to. So here are my non-negotiables in life so that I can continue to operate in my purpose with passion and potency. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, man, you mentioned the contract, you mentioned non-negotiables. What are some other ways maybe that you yourself control your feelings and your emotions, right? I think um, writing down your non-negotiables in that, that contract, that's, that's potent right there. That's big time. But is there anything else people can do to really control those emotions and feelings? Absolutely. To me, I say you are what you eat. And mm. I, I say that, I say that because I became super unhealthy over the pandemic, right? And so I had to evaluate a lot of things within myself, Chris. Like I end up with, with, with type, it's called type one and a half diabetes now. So it's a, really? it's a combination of type one and type two. Yeah. But a lot of my diet contributed to that. And so I was eating poorly. And so how do you, how can you have optimal health if you're not putting in optimal foods? And the same thing is true for what you're allowing into your mind. Right. Mm. And so a lot of people are like, oh, I, don't, I don't know why I'm negative. I don't know why I just don't feel it. It's because you're allowing things in that aren't conducive with the person that you want to be. And so another thing, in addition to setting a contract, setting boundaries, setting mm. boundaries around your time and around your mind, those two things will change the game for you. I'm talking about every time your phone rings, you don't have to answer. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about every time somebody shoots you a text, you don't have to respond. I'm talking about every time somebody wants to kick it with you, you don't have to go. Freeing yourself, right? Literally freeing yourself because, listen, you can write a check and make more money the next day, but you can never give away your time and get it back. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people are stressed or anxious because they feel like they have to be 100 different places at one time when really you just need to set some boundaries and start saying one of my favorite words over the past year. Nope, I'm good. Can't do it. Right. That's that. It's really that simple. And when you can set your boundaries and you get your time back and then you layer that with, OK, I'm going to be super mindful of what I'm putting into my mind. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you're whatever you put into your mind, your mind, all it is, is it's a wound. It's a spiritual wound. Your mind, whatever you put into your mind, it reproduces. People are like, what do you mean? Well, if you put fear and doubt in your mind, it gives you a baby called anxiety. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it, it just, it, all it does is reproduces. Right. That's what your mind does. So you need to put seed into your mind that you want to grow. If you don't want fear, if you don't want stress, if you don't want anxiety, stop putting that type of thing into your mind and instead put things in your mind that you want to reproduce high level information, positivity, things that stretch you and challenge you. And what you'll realize is you begin to reproduce these things in your own life. So in addition mm -hmm. to the contract, get super serious about setting boundaries around your time and your mind you know it's crazy man um i'm gonna be honest is the, the brain is, is the, the dumbest muscle in your body and hear me out it's the dumbest muscle in your body it literally believe anything you tell it 
anything that you put inside of it, it it's going to believe it. So like you said, if you're feeding your mind with the wrong things, negative things full of fear, it's going to believe it. Right. Um, but man, that was, that was potent right there. Yeah. That that's big time. Chris, can I say something real quick, bro? Yeah. All right. You said you're, you're right. I, and I never heard it from that perspective. I like it because mm-hmm. it, it kind of is dumb. It's going to do what but you tell don't, it. Don't get it twisted though. The, the mind is powerful. Don't oh, get oh my it goodness. twisted. It's powerful. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And, and that's why I like what you said, because you, you made me lean in. I was like, oh, I got to mm-hmm. hear what he's saying. And I and I felt where you went. In fact, 95% of your brain is the subconscious mind. It does not know the difference between reality and imagination. It doesn't know. It knows exactly what you tell it and program it to do. So you took if, it to if, another level. If, in, if you're not experiencing the reality that you want, chances are you need to go back and check the programming because you're, you're programming the muscle to manifest, to bring forth the things that you're putting in it. So if you want happy relationships, healthy relationships, stop putting negativity and, and, and bougie relationships in, right? It only knows what you tell it. So tell it those things in which you want in the future and programming. So I appreciate you bringing that up, man, because that's so true. Mm, mm, you took it to another level there. Uh, I'm curious, man. Um, for the people out there that are, that are, okay, we're telling people not to operate in your feelings. You know, your feelings can get you in trouble. But sometimes we hear a lot of high level entrepreneurs, successful people talking about, you know, if I don't feel like doing that, then I'm not going to do it. Um, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to go in that direction because I don't feel like doing that. I'm not going to invest in that company because I don't feel like doing that. Um, Talk about that balance there and that dynamic, because I hear it a lot where, is it because these entrepreneurs have or these people have earned that that moment to say that to where now they can control what they want to do? Uh, hopefully I'm asking asking a, a clear question here. But my point is, there's a lot of people that are that are that are operating in their feelings at a high level. Like, talk about that a little bit. And have you experienced that? Yeah, as, as you were talking, it's crazy. Okay. I feel like I think Chris must be, be listening to me because a couple of weeks ago, I just told my team, I was like, bro. We, we are not doing this particular thing anymore. I'm just not, I, I don't feel like it. We're going to another level. Okay, and yeah. it, it could sound arrogant. And then it could sound, it could almost sound contradictive. It could almost right, sound right. like you just contradict. You just said, don't do things. Don't let your feelings. No, no, no. Yes. It's about alignment. It becomes mm-hmm. the concept now, not of feelings, but rather alignment. And if what I'm doing isn't in alignment with my mission and my purpose and my passion, You have to get to the point where you've grown as a person and an entrepreneur to be willing to walk away from something that worked in one season so that you can get ready for where you're going in the next season. That has everything to do with alignment. And for the longest time in my business, I was hustling. I need to do this and do this. I'm doing 12 different things. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. these aren't leading us closer to what we're doing. This isn't serving our client. This is not in alignment with where we're going. And so we have to be able to evaluate those and have the confidence to do something different. And you said it, you actually have to get to the point where you've earned the right to do that. And Mm -hmm. that is being disciplined, right? That is setting those boundaries, doing all those things. And then you get to the next level. Like I said, the top of one mountain is actually the beginning of another. So when you get to the beginning of another, it's like, oh my, the tools that helped me get up that mountain, I need a whole nother set of tools for this one. And in fact, and I only have two hands, so I can't continue to carry the tools that got me up the last mountain. I need both of these hands for the new tools. And so that's just requires discipline. So I, for the people who are like, oh, well, you just said, well, get up one mountain first. And you'll see when you get to that next one, that the same tools that got you up this one ain't going to get you up that one. And mm-hmm. then you said something about balance. Like, Chris, one of the most profound things over this past year 
is that I no longer believe in balance. Yeah. yeah and that's I something like that Tim, Gro- right? Tim Grover talked about. And, and, and I don't want to ruin the book for you if you haven't gotten there yet. He talks about if you step on a scale, like a perfectly balanced scale is zero. There is no such thing as balance, right? Like Michael Jordan wasn't balanced. Kobe wasn't balanced. And so what I've found in my life, what works better for me is not balance, but it's rhythm, right? Like if mm. you think of a song, like all the instruments aren't perfectly balanced. Sometimes the drums are here. Sometimes the bass guitar is here. Sometimes the, the keys are going. They're not necessarily working in balance, but they're working in perfect rhythm. And so mm. I said to myself, like, first things first, I have to be in rhythm spiritually, right? I have to be grounded spiritually. And then I have to be grounded with my wife and kids and then grounded with my business. And guess what? Sometimes my family, like in this particular season, family's taking precedent over my business. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I know December, January, my business is going to need a little bit more of me. And guess what? Because I'm in rhythm with my wife, mm-hmm. because I'm in rhythm with my family, we get it. And so balance was bringing us so much stress. We're like, man, we're not balanced. We're not doing this every night. And we're not doing this every night. It's like, yo, we're never going to be the type of people that can be balanced. But whoa, when we're in rhythm, we're dangerous. So what I mm-hmm. recommend to you as an entrepreneur, like if you're listening to this as an entrepreneur and you're struggling in, in this concept of balance is giving you anxiety, try rhythm, try getting on the same page with those people that you that are in your life your teams your disciplines your habits the things that you need to do and watch your life go to the next level no that that's that's great advice advice for myself because um i've always been the mindset anything that you want to be great at anything that you want to do at a phenomenal level it, it it's gonna throw you off balance right mm. whether it's something's gonna have to give something you're gonna have to sacrifice something but i love that you said rhythm where you can kind of just go in and out of it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, I love that concept. That's that's dope. I love that. It's, it's definitely applicable for sure. I appreciate you, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, just, just to shift gears a little bit, I had like a, a personal question. And I'm not going to lie. It's something that I'm kind of dealing with. Um, just to be transparent on here on, on the podcast. Man, I'm dealing with being super competitive. Right. And I think it can be a little unhealthy at times. And and I I think sometimes you can take it to a level where you're almost comparing yourself to other people. And we all know comparison can be the thief of joy. So talk to me if if you have you dealt with that, you know, other entrepreneurs that you're you're having conversations with, are they competitive, competitive? Are they having a competitive mindset? Um, I think I kind of juggle with it with like okay i need to be competitive with myself and making sure i can be the best person i can be right um and it's not so much me like having envy over like me envying ruzan or whatnot it's just me like okay he's he's at a high level i'm trying to like kick it into a gear so i can reach that level as well talk to me about that give me your perspective on that yeah you said something i believe you answered your own question without even knowing it Right. And we, I want to start with your with your question, which you in, in your statement, and then and we'll work our way backwards. So you said, man, I believe being competitive with myself is the best thing you can be. Now that sounds good and it is good, but the reality of it right now is like, bro, I'm just competitive. I want to mm-hmm. win, right? And come on, we're just talking about the greats. Is Tom Brady competitive? Is LeBron James competitive? Mm-hmm. Is, is is Michael Jordan? Was Kobe Bryant competitive? Absolutely. But I've learned and I've had to learn that I cannot allow my competitiveness to consume me, right? Mm. I can't allow it to consume me. Now I can allow it to carry me, but not consume me. So it's this dichotomous situation where you're walking this tightrope of 
one drop on either side can send you way over the edge. And so it's it's the ability to take constant inventory of your heart and your intention, mm. right? And so this is more spiritual than anything. It's, I said, Rashawn, what are your intentions? What is your heart, right? Mm. Because if I'm looking around and I'm seeing my mentor, I name drop Neil Davis, my old mm-hmm. Neil, I'm Neil killing it, right? Like Neil got the lamb for himself, got the rolls for himself. Then he turns around, buys his wife a Lambo. Then my man's buying school buses for kids who need school buses. Crazy. I'm like, that's what I need that, right? Yeah. I said, okay, why, right? It's my heart was, oh, okay. I'm I'm being inspired by him, not envious by him, right? Mm. I'm allowing his moves to inspire me and show me what's possible and what's not possible. And so the environment is stretching me. And that's why I'm going to play into Atlanta as much as I can, I can get down to Atlanta and kick it with those folks. Why? Not because I'm competitive and want to beat them. I allow that their motivation to fuel me, not rule me. And so mm-hmm. I had to ask myself, where's, where is your heart? Because there have been times that I have, I've had some envy, that I've had some resentment, that I've had some, some, some anger towards folks. And I was looking to beat them, not because I wanted to be better for me, but I wanted them to feel me. And so mm-hmm. what happens when you do that, it takes you on a negative trajectory, right? Because your competitiveness should not consume you and it consumed me. But when I started to then take it and channel, like you think about a fire, well, the fire actually makes your car go. That when it, it can bust and it's going, and that's what actually fuels your vehicle. But too much of it can make your car explode. So we got to mm. get to the point where we're we're allowing it to, to combust and we use it to drive our vehicle and it's not consuming our vehicle. But mm. you said, yo, I, I need to be competitive for myself, right? And so Winston Churchill has one of my favorite quotes. He said, he said, man, like there's nothing noble about being superior to your fellow man. True mm-hmm. nobility is being superior to your former self, right? Mm, wow. And so, and, and so, when 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 I heard wow. that, I said, like, oh, "Okay, yeah, there's nothing superior or noble about being superior to your fellow man." True, listen, true nobility is being superior to your former self. Meaning, every single day, if you're going to be competitive, be competitive with the person you were yesterday. Be competitive mm-hmm. with the, the the habits that you had yesterday, the work that you put in yesterday. You don't necessarily have to worry about what's going on beside you or even in front of you. If you're getting better every single day, that is when competition and competitiveness is working to your advantage and not your disadvantage. Mm. Potent. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. When I heard that bar, I was like, "That was for me." Like my man said it a long time ago, but that that was for me. But look, man, it, it, check your check your heart, check your motives, man, and, mm-hmm. and allow that competition, that competitiveness, to be the thing that can bust to to be the fuel, but not rule you, man. Fire, fire. All right, man. Um, we can start wrapping this thing up, man. Uh, I, I did want to bring up a quote that you put on Instagram. I'm gonna read it right now. It says. And I'd love for you to dive into it and share your perspective and your thought process Mm -hmm. behind typing it. You said a lot of entrepreneurs, leaders, entertainers, and artists I know don't actually want to win, in my opinion. They want to be loved, embraced, accepted, affirmed, and celebrated. That's a bad mindset. Winning isn't your mother. It's not going to hug you. You're going to have to go get it. You're going to have to go take it. I'm sorry. Man, walk us through that. What was yeah. your mindset talking when you when you type that up, man? I gotta know. So one of the things, Chris, and everyone listening, I'm trying to do a better job at is allowing conversations that I've had or experiences that I've had to make its way onto social media in a way that brings value, 
right? Mm. And where I'm not venting, but I'm actually bringing value. And that, remember that tweet, it, it, was, it was one where I had a recent conversation with someone, one of my, one of my clients, and man, he's, he kills the game. He's great, but he struggles with affirmation and needing to be embraced. And mm. he spent 30 minutes of our hour talk just talking about how no one's supporting him and talking about, and I listened and I took notes and I stopped him. I said, look, man, I said, if you need to be embraced, if you need to be loved, if you need to be affirmed, the playing field is this, this, of entrepreneurship is not for you. I said, it's not for you. I said, and that's okay. You should just go do something else where people are going to love you. I said, this game that we're in right now, you have to go take that win that you're looking for. And once you take the win and you get the trophy and you turn around and you hoist it, that's when they'll clap for you. I said, but be because it's getting a win, not because you need somebody to embrace you. And so it was more or less one of those things. And I thought about it after I got off the call. And I think this, this may be a lot of people. In fact, Rashawn, this was you a couple of years ago. Like you needed your wife to say, oh, baby, I saw that you did this. Good job. I'm proud of you. Like your mother, my mother's no longer alive. But when she was alive, I needed my mom to tell me my mom did a good job, right? Tell, there's no time for that. No, in the time that I'm stopping for you to tell me to do a good job, I'm getting passed up. Like, and so I, mm. I wanted people to see like, look, there's nothing wrong with needing to be loved, right? Like, and, but don't make that the basis of why you do what you do. Back to what you said, Chris, it's your mission. This is your mission. I don't need to be loved or affirmed on this. This is, I've been appointed to do what I do. There's nobody that can do what I do like I do what I do. So whether you're giving me a hug or the middle finger, I'm still going to get it. And so that's my mindset. Like you can love me or hate me, give me a hug or the middle finger. At the end of the day, my mission is to change the world through the gifts in which I've been given. So if you're mm -hmm. an entrepreneur and you're going back and forth and you walking around your city complaining that nobody supports you, go create a product that they have to support. Go make mm -hmm. the, go create a product that's so good that they're going to be mad at themselves that they dislike you and still have to get your product or service because nobody does it like you. And so that was my mindset. And I was like, man, I hope this thing lands. And the fact that it resonated with you, man, it, it means that it landed. Mm -hmm. Powerful, powerful. Um, man, I just thought of something right now that I, I, I'm curious about. Because um, I think at one point, this was, I thought like this. And I think a lot of other people think like this. Um, they may be thinking, yo, Chris, Razan, you know, I'm, I'm a good dude. I'm a good girl. Um, I have morals. I have principles. You know what I'm saying? My head's right. Um, I got good intentions, you know, I want to inspire, I want to help the world, but you know, I, I feel like I'm not reaching my goals at the, th at the pace I want to reach it at, right? Like I'm looking at my man over here who's wilding out, doing whatever he wants, you know, cutting up, if you know what I mean. And he's getting everything they want. You know what I'm saying? What would you say to the people out there? Like saying that good guys don't win good girls, they don't win. What would you say to those people out there? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you said it uh, probably 10 minutes ago. You said I mean, comparison is the thief of joy, mm -hmm. right? And, and so whenever I have people say that, and they do, and, and I think sometimes it's justified. I've been grinding a long time, man, and I'm doing what I can. I'm handling business at home. My yeah, kids yeah. know me. My wife knows me. I'm a man of character, integrity. And I felt, and I would say, okay, you're not winning, but compared to who? Like compared to who? Like immediately when, when your frustration is seated in comparison, you're the only person losing. Right. Mm. When your frustration is rooted in comparison, you're the only person not winning. And here's the thing about dreams. Like you said, your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between reality and imagination. And so when, when you place that seed on the inside and it begins to birth something, 
The only thing we don't know, we know that it takes nine months for a baby to be conceived and born. Mm -hmm. We know that it takes about three months for corn to grow. We know, like, we recognize when something's going to be birthed. The only thing we don't know is how long it takes a dream to manifest. The Mm -hmm. only thing we know is that it will manifest. It might take a month or it might take eight years. We have no idea. The only thing we know is if you continue to water the seed that what you put in your subconscious mind, it will come. And so I say to you, Never, ever, ever. Your your integrity is not for sale. Your integrity is not for sale. Because what's going to end up happening, and it always does, I call it a character correction. Mm-hmm. And every two or three years, it's like this character correction where you see some of the people you looked up to, some of the people who were winning at a high level, it's almost like the spirit of God corrects everything and shows you their character. And then you look, wow. it's like, oh, snap. Wow. Buddy, the whole time you were killing it, showing me the Lambo, you have four different girlfriends in addition to your wifey? Oh, I'm glad mm-hmm. I never gave my character up, my integrity up. I call it a character wow. correction, man, or, or pastors, people that I absolutely love that I wanted to be like. And boom, I found out some, oh, wow, man. Yeah, I wasn't getting ahead as fast as you, but I realized that my roots were growing, not my stem. Mm. And so in the season that you're in right now, chances are your roots are growing, not your stem. Stop looking at people's stem. Yes, they're growing above the surface. Yeah, it looks like your progress isn't for to be seen. It's like what's happening in the dark. Your root system, like when those winds come, like it's been the winds blowing outside of my house right now, heavy. The trees aren't moving anywhere. Why? Because it's not about how strong the trunk is, it's about how strong the roots are. So in this Mm. season where you look like you're not moving on Instagram or LinkedIn, it looks like you're not getting the opportunities, understand that your roots are growing. Understand that they're strengthening. Understand that the soil is making you strong to handle the things that God's going to give you later. So when those test trials and tribulations come, when that character correction comes, you're still going to be standing strong with your family. You're still going to be standing strong in your community. You're going to be a man or woman of high integrity and character. Why? Because you let your roots grow. You weren't worried about the stems growing. Mm. Yeah, bro, I'm done. <laughs> they need to pay for the rest. <laughs> yeah, man, it's just like, yeah, man, because it, it's so easy, I'm though, done. Chris. It's so easy because we have these things, right? Like, mm, and there used to be 20, 30 years ago, you could just move around and build your business, yeah. take your time. Now it's like, yo, dude just bought a mansion. Yo, dude, they in Tulum. Yeah, oh, yo, yeah. dude, podcast has had a million downloads. Now we get, we, but I'm like, nah, man, I got to let my roots go, man. I, I got to mm. let, I got to stop back to what you put in your mind. I'm not, I'm not going to even put that in. Like I'm only putting in where I want to go, but it's hard, man. These things are, it makes it it's difficult, hard. man. Man, that's, it's crazy. You guys hear how potent this conversation is. I'm telling you, you need to go listen to episode 70, run this back a couple of times, take notes, do what you got to do. Um, just it's always a phenomenal conversation for, with with you and I. Um, you mentioned a couple of times that you, your team doing certain things for clients and whatnot. Let the people know on this episode what are some of the services that you guys offer. What do you guys do? I know there's a variety of things that you can do to help people out. If people are engaged and they really want to know, you know, how they can take themselves to the next level, they want to reach out to you. You know, uh, what are some of the services that you offer? Remember, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to share. So. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things I do is mindset. I'm big. I believe that it, you, if you're not building your mindset, it's going to set you back. Like you can have all the incredible skills you want, but if you're not building it on a firm foundation, at some point it, you're going to lose those things. So we're big on mindset mastery. And so mm-hmm. you can connect. I have programs that people will come into, whether you're thinking about getting into entrepreneurship or you're a leader or uh, someone's working a nine to five, you just want ways to strengthen your mindset. We have tons of classes in, in, uh, programs for, but my main thing my my bread and butter is really keynote coaching like mm-hmm. I'm, i help existing entrepreneurs and leaders 
share their message with clarity and confidence. So I want more than anything for high-level communicators or high-level entrepreneurs who have incredible businesses to learn how to communicate in such a way that when you step on a stage or you step on a podcast like this, you're able to articulate with clarity and confidence and connect dots so people can understand you're an expert in your industry. And so we're working with high-level entrepreneurs right now. It's a high-ticket program, but because I'm Mm. giving so much of my time and energy away, but those are a couple of ways you can work with me, mindset development and keynote coaching. Man, I love it. And I can definitely vouch for what he does in his services because there is a point where I don't know before what episode it was, but I was like, I want to take myself to the next level. I reached out to Ruzan and we sat down and have a conversation, had a conversation about how I can improve my communication and my speaking. Um, and he, he's definitely helped me out. I, I have literally the notes I took from our conversation sitting wow, right bro. here. And I'm wow. always looking them over, always trying to apply um, and, and just trying to study and take myself to the next level, man. So I really appreciate you and I can vouch for um, your services for sure. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you for making that investment. That was huge, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. W- with that being said, we can wrap this thing up, man. This thing was so potent. You know, I'm done, man. They don't they don't need any more. You, you have all you need in this episode. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Chris, man, thank you for setting the atmosphere, bro. Like I said, yeah. one of the best interviewers in the game, man. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely got to do a part three. We're not going to wait uh, a year to do it. And when we do it again, we're going to do it in person. In person. Claim it. Claim, Claim it, it, man. Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, before I let you go, um, just like last time, I got to have you leave one last gem for the audience. It can, you already know it can be mindset related, business related, mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, whatever you want. Um, and we'll end it on that note. Wow. 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 Yeah, man. What you magnify, you get more of. What mm. you magnify, you get more of. And so I want you to take inventory of what you're magnifying. Like, are you magnifying things that you want to get more of? Chances are, like, if you're magnifying stress and anxiety and negativity, you're getting more of that. You're getting more of that. So I want you to flip the script. I want you to change your perspective and start magnifying the things you want more of, relationships, finances, um, health, all those things, wellness, and understand that when you magnify it, right, your focus creates your frequency. Your mm. focus creates your frequency, right? And you're just like a radio station, when you're trying to find that radio station, you have to get on the same frequency as the station you want to listen to in order to be able to enjoy it. The same thing is true for the things you want to come in your life. You have to be on the same frequency as the blessings that you want because high level frequency well, blessings will not come to low level frequency. So you mm. want, I want riches and I want relationships and you want high level things on a high level frequency without being a high frequency person. So fix your focus. Your focus creates your frequency. Your frequency becomes your reality. So that's, that's what I'm going to leave you with. You magnify what you want more of and change your focus because it creates your frequency. Your frequency creates your reality. Mm, love that. Where can people reach out to you? Where can people find you on social media? I'll definitely leave the links to everything in the description of this podcast. Let the people know. Yeah. So if you want to connect with me, I, I'm probably I'm probably on Instagram more than I'm on any other platform. I'm trying to get on a TikTok joint. I can't dance. I, I refuse <laughs> to dance, but uh, holler at me on, on, on Instagram at Rashawn Dozier or go to RashawnDozier.com and my links to my show, social handles are in there and we'll go, we'll get connected. Man, just, just real quick, real quick, man. Uh, you had me weak as heck when you was at the grocery store with your son during <laughs> um, Halloween, man. 
<laughs> you asked no. him. I forgot what you asked him, but my man was not playing around. He was ready to save the day. <laughs> Yo, buddy, not... buddy, my son, I don't know why. Just like a couple, as of a couple weeks oh, ago, man. he won't leave the house, Chris, unless he's dressed. We have him, yeah, like eight <laughs> different superhero outfits. And we were in the grocery store. He was Captain America. And one dude was like, oh, oh you got protection with you. I was like, bro, I don't need a gun. I got a son. My man was right. ready to lay hands on anybody. So, anyway. yeah, man, I I need to share more of that because that dude, he's walking around a Spider-Man right now in the house, man. Man, crazy. That's a blessing, though, man. Once again, I appreciate your time. It's always it's always blessed to have you on. Um, with that being said, it's your boy, Chris. I'll catch you guys next week. Peace.